0: Good morning everybody, happy Thursday to you. My name is Tim Harris, it's 10 o'clock. It means it's time for Tim with Tim. We go verse by verse each day through the word of God and right now we're going through the gospel of Mark. It's so good. Um, We're in chapter eight today, verses one to 21. I'm gonna need y'all's help here Um, there's just a lot that I think I should be understanding in these verses that I'm just not sure I'm understanding. And I'd love to know what you all think. So give me your thoughts in the comments today. First off, uh, in the very beginning, uh, there's this feeding of the 4,000. Isn't that interesting? Uh, It's just interesting. There are so many people, you know, scholars through the years who've said, well, you know, that couldn't have happened twice. This is just, you know, somebody telling a different version of the same story Jesus feeds the multitude in the wilderness by multiplying you know loaves and fish well I don't believe that I mean I, I I mean okay but I it's obvious that Mark is you know telling us of what he believes are two events and I tend to trust Mark more than all the scholars in the world you know um, Mark obviously believes that that there are two occasions when Jesus fed, you know, these massive multitudes in the wilderness, and I think there's no reason to doubt that. I mean, it's, it's the word of God, right? Um, what I want you to notice, though, uh, and, and that's why I feel like there's there's just more here than I'm able to grasp. But but Mark uh, Mark is very deliberate in the way he structures his gospel. And, and, and what I just want you to see, because it, it, I think it's kind of obvious, um, but there's just this common structure to the way that the narrative unfolds. And he's about to repeat it. So with the feeding of the 5,000, it started back in chapter 6. That was followed by Jesus' crosses the sea with his disciples, and they land. And then they end up in a, in a conflict with the Pharisees. And then after that, there's a conversation about bread. And then after that, you know, there's a, a, a an instance of healing followed by a confession of faith, all right? That was chapter six, you know, into chapter six through into chapter seven. And and that's exactly the same order of events, the same structure in chapter eight. So like, what, you know, what's Mark trying to tell us? Or what's, what's the word trying, what's Jesus trying to tell us? And I think for Mark, I think one of the things that he's, really driving home is the way in which the disciples get it and then don't get it. You know, they're like halfway there. Uh, They see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear, you know. And so it's almost like Jesus just repeats it all uh, to give them one more chance to, 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 to grasp who he is and what's happening you know what i'm saying um you ever just you, you, like you watched a movie and think i think i got that but I, might, I need to watch that one more time you know it's like jesus goes back you know rewinds and then replays the same event so that they will understand and, and so there really is this repetition of very similar events and, and 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 i think it's so that jesus's disciples can maybe go oh oh Oh, you know, oh, you know, yeah, now I get it. Um, and so, feeding of the 4,000 in chapter eight, the story with the 5,000, they're not identical at all. So, I have no trouble seeing these. I mean, of course, they're two events. Um, but in, in this case, I, I'm interested. Uh, earlier, Jesus saw the crowds and he was moved with compassion because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. And so, which I think is interesting, he began to teach them. It's it's kind of interesting that in, in that moment you think, oh, so he's going to feed them, you know, but no, no, no. He saw them, he was moved to compassion, he began to teach them. I, I think that's interesting. In chapter 8, Jesus sees them and, I'm, and there's not a lot of mystery here. He just says, man, we can't send them out without food. How I many loaves of bread y'all got? I mean, in this case, the disciples are involved as they were in the previous Feeding of the five thousand, but at this point Jesus seems to know what he's going to do. How many loaves of bread, y'all got. I bring them to me. You know, uh, Jesus is in is in complete control. Seven loaves of bread this time, blessed and multiplied, distributed to the crowd. Now, probably the the big difference that I think Mark wants us to see, and this really may be Mark's point, uh, is that the earlier feeding of the five thousand that was in Jewish territory, so those were all Jews. But the feeding of the 4,000, this is in Gentile pagan territory. So this audience is probably primarily Gentiles or at least mixed Jews and Gentiles. So I I have a hunch that what Mark is driving home, probably maybe what Jesus is demonstrating here for the disciples themselves, is the way in which he has come, not just for the house of Israel, but also for the nations. You see what I'm saying? So that first feeding was for Jews. The second feeding uh, with the four thousand from the four corners of the world. Get it? Uh, you get Jesus feeding the Gentiles. Jesus feeding the nations. Anyway, I I I think that's important, and uh, and I I would think that Mark is probably emphasizing that. Now, from the feeding, then again they pick up the leftovers in in baskets. This time, uh, what's seven baskets? I think. And then immediately, and just like before, Jesus leaves that and goes right into uh, a controversy with the Pharisees. In this case, they demand a sign, you know, which is ridiculous. I mean, Jesus is doing these wonders, you know, all over the place. But then they're just still okay. What kind of sign you're going to give us? Um, Jesus refuses to play their game because they're not asking, because they want. You know, they're not asking from a place of faith. They're asking from a position of unbelief. They're only looking to discredit and to cancel him. And so Jesus will will have nothing to do with with their little games. Uh, When they say do a sign for us, I mean, obviously they want Jesus to fit himself into their categories. And he's already told them what he thinks about their categories. You know, so Jesus is just not willing to shrink himself to fit into their box. And like I say, they're not asking from belief. It's from unbelief. And so Jesus once more crosses over to the other side of the lake, where in the boat now with the disciples, again, here's a conversation about bread, just like back in chapter seven. So they're having a conversation about bread. Uh, Jesus says, Watch out, but we're the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. Now, uh, in in the ancient culture yeast the idea of yeast is that there's just a tiny bit that will spread and you know and uh and have its effect in the whole lump uh, so usually yeast was often like a symbol of corruption you know like one bad apple spoiled a whole bunch you know and so in this sense Jesus is is telling the disciples to avoid the hypocrisy of the Pharisees man you just get a little bit of that in your heart and it will ruin you from the inside I mean Jesus is warning them Against the kind of hypocrisy you find in the in, in the Pharisees, but they don't get it. You know, Jesus t- talking something about yeast, and then that just makes them go into a discussion about man, who's supposed to bring the bread? You know, I thought she was bringing the bread. I ain't bringing. I brought the bread last time. I thought you had. I saw you pick it up. You know, they just start having this surface argument, like Jesus was saying something really deep. You know, a, a spiritually deep about yeast, but they just. You know, take that as a jumping-off place for a very shallow conversation about who's the idiot and who forgot the bread. And um, well, one thing I, I don't know—I don't know how to press this—but when it says the disciples forgot to bring any food, they only had one loaf of bread with them in the boat. Uh, you think that? You think Mark intends that as a reference to Jesus? You know what I mean? Like Jesus, who feeds us with His body, His blood. You know? Do, do you think you? think that's supposed to suggest that because I kind of feel like it is you know it's symbolic you know they they just had one loaf with them in the boat and 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 Jesus you know what I mean maybe it's Jesus who is the bread of life You, you know what I'm saying I I think that makes sense because what follows is Jesus, like, man, you dummies. You know, y'all remember the Three Stooges when Mo used to take like Larry and Curly's heads and conk them together to make them like, whoa, wake up and and have. It's like Jesus wants to conk their heads together here. He's like, man, man, don't you understand anything yet? You know, are, are, are your hearts too hard to take it in? You know, you have eyes, you have ears. You know, are you seeing, are you hearing anything? And, and then, this is how you, I mean, like, who can doubt that they're two different feedings? So she's like, okay, remember that time I fed 5,000? You know, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up? You know, 12. Um, and what about when we fed the 4,000? What was that, like 10 minutes ago? Uh, how many of the large baskets of leftovers at times? Seven. Don't you understand anything yet? Uh, okay. Part of me is like, "Yeah, those dumb disciples, they don't get nothing. You know, Jesus, you know, don't you understand?" But, but I'm telling you right here. I'm like, I like I I think there's probably something really deep there. I just not sure I get it, you know. Uh, Jesus here puts the focus on the baskets of leftovers, you know? How many baskets of leftovers the first time? 12. How many baskets of leftovers the second time? 7. Um I, I there there must be some significance to those numbers or to the the uh, the, the fact of what's broken and left over, you know. So I don't know if Jesus's emphasis on the broken pieces is meant to point back to His body broken. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but the point is at this at this stage, Mark is emphasizing uh, the uh, the hardness of the disciples. It's not in the same category of unbelief as the Pharisees, but. The fact is at this point, man, they they are right there. They got a front row seat to everything Jesus is doing, but their level of comprehension is not that much better than the crowd, you know? And and, and I think Mark's gonna develop that thing moving forward. So again, I, I think there's so much there. I, I just think you know, I guess Jesus would comp my head too, because uh, I'm not sure I can grasp that and 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 i've I've yeah I've consulted commentaries. I don't know if anybody really is is on because I think Mark is obviously trying to pack some significance in here that that I don't know I, I think it's hard to grasp. Maybe I'm looking too hard or trying to read too much between the lines, but it just seems to me that mark is shining a light here on some details and and I have a hard time figuring out but I would love to know what you think uh, is there some symbolism in those numbers how many how many baskets are leftovers the first time 12 how many baskets left over it's the second time seven is are there significance in the numbers and some people would say yeah that 12 is the number of the twat, tribes of Israel so again the first feeding is for the Jews the second feeding seven it's more you know reflective of you know the Gentile world and so you know maybe it's a you know idea that Jesus comes first for the Jews and the Gentiles I, I don't know I, I accept all of that I, I just I don't know but I'm excited about it. I, I I want God's word to be bigger than than me I want God's word after all these years to still contain mysteries and and stories and details that I could you know just you know, bury myself in for the rest of my life and still be learning something new. Uh, So anyway, I'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, Listen, have a great day. We're going to come right back tomorrow because I love this next story. Jesus heals a blind man. This is the great one. The two-stage healing, which is really interesting. So we'll pick up right there. Chapter 8, verses 22 to 38 for tomorrow, all right? Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 38. It's cold outside, but it's a pretty day. So open your eyes, enjoy the sunshine and this beautiful day God has made and stay in the Word, all All right. I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. I love you guys.